Well, I'm not going to yell at it again. Yell at what? I'm not going to yell at the podcast again. I'm just not going to do it. Alrighty. This is Control Structure, Episode 0, for November 13th, 2012. Birth of a Podcast. Series premiere, with guest Ian Buck and host Andrew Bailey. So, how you doing, Ian? I'm doing pretty good, how about you? Uh, hanging in there. So, yes, uh, I just had to nab you to uh, be our guest here. Yeah, you know, I was just eating dinner, and then suddenly the internet called me, and it was like, be on the podcast. So, and so I came. Yes, so you are the uh, host of 8-Bits, another the-nexus.tv podcast. Indeed. Yeah, people have certain issues with that hyphen there. I, I wonder why. <laughs> so... Ah, well, let's dive right into the news. Uh, Just this uh, past week or so, uh, Firefox turns eight years old. Yay! So, uh, do you have any memories of browsers? Well, I remember when I first realized that there were other browsers besides Internet Explorer, and Firefox was the first one of those. You know, that was the hope at that point, of course, was that Firefox was going to be the one to beat Internet Explorer. And, uh, well, Chrome has kind of stolen that spotlight. Yeah, I uh, still use a variant of uh, Firefox at, uh, called a Waterfox. It's an unofficial 64-bit build. Mm. But uh, the first browser I used was Netscape. I guess, in a way, you know, Firefox is just an extension of that. So, uh, moving on, uh, Wired has a series about software patents and how to possibly fix them, and also commentary on patents in general. Uh, personally, I don't have much experience with patents firsthand, anyway. Uh, well, no, we're more on the uh, on the user end of patents. So, you know, I I am out in the industry, but uh, you know, I don't have any patents credited to me, and I hope there never will be. <laughs> Speaking of. Uh, in the I hope to never get sued category, Microsoft has patented head counting software for the Kinect uh, in order to charge people if they have more people in the room than they are supposed to. So, for example, when you, you know, rent or buy a movie online, you're actually buying a license for it, of course, and that license specifically uh, is for a certain number of people to watch the movie at a time. So if you have more people then you're supposed to, in a room, the Kinect will be able to, you know, detect that and uh, shut off the movie if, if it thinks that you shouldn't be watching that. I uh, That would be really annoying. Yeah, you know, it's uh, rather unfortunate that, uh, you know, uh, certain content companies are like this. Even though, sure, there may be a limit on, you know, certain number of people, like in a theater, that's kind of like promotion of your material. Mm-hmm. So you just like want to get it out there. Maybe it's so good that they will keep watching it and maybe 
pay up some more. And I don't think that uh, you know interrupting a movie because there's too many people in the room is a good way to do that. No, I mean, it's not like they can do that to you when you buy it on disc, for example, or if you uh, pirate it, you know? Yep, so... Uh, it was a few years ago that uh, a thing came out called WebGL. So, Ian, as a gamer, are you familiar with uh, DirectX, Direct3D? Oh, of course. Uh, how about OpenGL? I know about OpenGL through Google Maps, and that's about it, because that's what they use for their newest, you know, 3D zooming in, 45-degree angle fun stuff. Yep. OpenGL is a is another 3D API like Direct3D. OpenGL is more of the open source alternative, if you will. Well, it's not exactly open source, but it's an open standard anyway. And there's OpenGL for all sorts of things, like uh, handheld platforms, you know, cell phones, tablets. And uh, WebGL is essentially a port of that embedded OpenGL uh, into uh, web browsers. And uh, I've been toying around with that a little bit. I've you know, even made a blog post about it. Uh, it was maybe eight years ago, uh, shortly after I learned how to program it in the first place, that I decided, hey, 3D is kind of cool. I'd like to maybe investigate that a little bit. That was sort of a pain at first, but I eventually got the hang of it. I pretty much never touched it after that. Yeah, I recall you said something about how it uses lots and lots of matrices. Yes, uh, especially with the uh, newer iterations of the API, that uh, OpenGL has shed less and less out of its, uh, you know, if it doesn't involve graphics, if it doesn't involve, you know, sending commands to a GPU, that it doesn't. Uh, involve itself with that. And that includes uh, matrix commands, uh, like matrix manipulations, like how to set up a camera, how to set up a field of view, mm -hmm. how to move the camera around. That's that's all manual nowadays. So you kind of have to get the hang of that. Otherwise, you're drawing something and you're wondering, why am I still staring at black? Right. And uh, I believe it's too guys over at uh, Google uh, working on the Chrome team have started a podcast about WebGL. I thought that was uh, sort of interesting. Probably so. worth listening to. I'll go check it out. All right. And, uh, you know, never mind certain uh, proprietors of the-nexus.tv about uh, competitors. Uh, at this point, we have no competitors. We're sort of like an ant being crushed by a boot. <laughs> or being spared by it, hopefully. Yes. So, ransomware is a type of malware that uh, can will lock your computer and charge you money in order to unlock it. So, apparently only, well, luckily only like 2.3% of people um, actually have put in valid PID numbers to try to unlock their computers. Um, and we can only hope that, you know, more people don't fall for this. Uh, so this is, you know, just another reason to actually have all of your data backed up and everything so that if, if your computer does get locked, you can just, you know, reinstall the operating system and not have to worry about losing anything. Yeah. So uh, back up your stuff, kids. It's uh, pretty easy to, uh, you know, do that nowadays. The cloud. 
you know, it's a buzzword. Uh, please consult your local cloud service provider or external hard drive for more information. <laughs> I would like to download more RAM, please. <laughs> <laughs> so the the biggest two thousand uh, websites, I believe, this is specifically retail websites that the study um, dealt with. Yeah, from but uh, they, according to Alexa. Yes, they these websites uh, are obviously getting bigger and bigger as uh, time goes on, and as a result, they are taking longer and longer to load. The uh, And the the top 100 websites are actually even slower than the rest of them. So, you know, even though we have faster, you know, the internet speeds and everything, you know, we we can't just get lazy and not not build th- build websites efficiently. Yes, uh, the minim- the uh, minimalist designer inside of me cries right now. Um, uh, especially this this news flies in the face of Amazon saying that for every extra hundred milliseconds or so on the page load, that their revenues go down by one percent or so. Wow! And especially on the scale of Amazon. We're talking like millions of dollars in that one percent. Oh yeah. So, you know, it's performance is you know sort of a thing now, and you know there's there's something to be said about having a rich, functional website, but there is a certain point at which you know okay, you know, hardly any of this stuff is used anymore. You know, it's a uh, a wonder that you know Google hasn't been criticized for not having a more functional homepage. <laughs> you know, it's just a just a box and two buttons. Speaking of speaking of their uh, homepage, I'm really sad that they're taking away the custom background images. Oh, that's going away. I think um, really soon now. Actually, I think it's like November 16th. Hmm. Yeah. So I guess you'll have to uh, make do with a Google Doodles, <sighs> which I have uh, certain reservations against myself. Yeah. You know, they're, they're so frequent that, you know, I've actually forgotten what the Google logo actually looks like, <laughs> like the original one that it's supposed to. <laughs> what were the colors again? Uh, gray, black, uh, I don't know. Well, I think you might just be colorblind in that case. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, uh, you know about Foxconn? I know of them. Yes, they're uh, large... Uh, I think it was the original equipment manufacturer. Uh, they're they're the uh, people that are killing themselves because Apple is making them like do hard labor or something. So Foxconn is looking to change that and is looking for even cheaper labor. And you wouldn't believe where they're looking for it, right here in the United States of America. So that is a surprise. USA, USA, USA. Cheap labor, cheap labor. <laughs> yes. Speaking of Apple, um, there is a former employee who posted an article on The Guardian about how Apple may be on the decline. Now, obviously, you know, Apple is uh, the most valuable company in the world, and that's not going to change anytime soon. But he cites several reasons that he thinks that Apple is going to slowly start, uh, you know, going down. And the the most recent of these would be, you know, they replaced the the uh, Google Maps on their iDevices with their own crappy Maps program, and you know that 
one of the things that uh, made him kind of start thinking about this. Yeah, and uh, that's not to say that, you know, Steve Jobs is dead. So that's definitely not a good thing for the for the company that that he brought back. Oh yeah. I I didn't even I couldn't even have told you what Apple was before, you know, their computers started showing up in my elementary school in the computer lab. Uh, funny you say that because uh like I got uh, into elementary school and they were just there already. Hmm. And I'm and I'm like an old fart compared to you. Compared to yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I remember it was uh, fifth grade that uh, you know we had two Apple II E's uh, in my fifth grade classroom, and then you know we had the uh, you know the classic Power Max at the time, and that was right when the iMac was introduced. So we got uh, two of those after probably like about a month or so into the school year. I remember learning uh, how to word process on AppleWorks six. So, and uh, there are plenty of Macs in all, all of my uh, former uh, grade classrooms. And we also had a computer lab that was mostly even older Macs, but mm-hmm. not but not Apple IIe old. We also had some uh, Dell computers in there as well. And, of course, you know, my classroom didn't get a single one of them. So, Aww. Anyways, uh, moving ahead, uh, QT Creator uh, 2.6 is released. Uh, this is a... Uh, visual IDE that uh, allows you to create uh, GUIs based on the Qt toolkit. Qt, of course, is the basis of the KDE Linux environment. Uh, that's one of the main desktop environments available on Linux. Uh, the other, the other ones being GNOME and uh, Unity. And there's plenty of other ones like uh, Xface. So yeah, Ian, you voted, right? I did indeed. Let's see. I'm not sure if there are any SOPA supporters in your uh, area. No, not that I know of. So SOPA, of course, being the thing that made the internet go dark uh, back in January, if you can remember that long ago. Was it really that recently? Yeah. Wow. Uh, so the elections came, and uh, three representatives... Uh, got kicked out. Uh, they were not re-elected. Uh, ironically, all of them from Southern California, like right <laughs> around Hollywood. Uh, if Hollywood expected, uh, you know, there being local support for this, they were uh, sorely mistaken. So that's uh, karma at work there. Uh, Intel has, is releasing a new Itanic uh, processor. This is the first one of that line in uh, three years. It's the 9500. Um, and in the future, they're planning on um, kind of merging the Itanium and Xeon lines for, you know, a more modular development model. And if you didn't get the pun there, Itanic is Itanium. Yes. So that's sort of been the industry joke for a while there. Um, you know, uh, like about AMD 64, mm-hmm. Itanium was the 64-bit architecture before AMD 64 came on the scene back in 2004 or so. And, you know, I guess I really didn't care at the time, but in back in the 90s, everyone was, you know, oh, yay, Itanium is going to change the change the world forever. And then it came out and bombed bad. I'm surprised it's even still going. And uh, Yeah, I've never even heard of it before today. Yeah. Um, and I recall... 
I think it might have been mentioned on at the Nexus uh, several weeks ago that uh, uh, it was HP was suing Oracle because Oracle decided that they weren't going to put their database on uh, Itanium platforms. So HP, you know, kind of got mad over that. It was decreasing the value of their systems. So uh, have you worked with regex? I have no idea what that is. Okay, regular expressions is uh, something that's kind of weird looking. It basically involves lots of brackets, squiggles, and dashes and stuff that allows you to match text patterns. And uh, this guy has come up with the best regex ever, and it seems pretty cool. All that it is is an open square bracket, a space, a dash, a tilde, and a closing square bracket that uh, matches all the printable characters. Okay. So I'm not exactly sure what that would be useful for, but it pretty much covers almost everything. Oh, and they've got t-shirts. Yes. (laughs) Even though this is my first podcast, I'm going to play my uh, social revolution card and talk about something that may not be quite tech-related. You know, I'm part of the 99%. Uh, I'm guessing that you might be. Oh, for sure. And um, this idea is sort of weird, but, uh, you know, in the uh, banking world, that uh, debt is bought and sold uh, for much cheaper than what it's actually worth. You know, like $2,000 loan can be sold by banks for like $100. So this debt gets bought and sold. So a few enterprising people have gotten together uh, and they're going to be holding a fundraiser to just bail out random people. Hmm. So it's uh, kind of the ultimate in paying it forward. So what what they're doing is, you know, they're going to, you know, raise a lot of money and buy debt and, you know, tell people you are forgiven of your debt. Uh, so unfortunately, it's going to be at random. They can't exactly target people with this. So it's just going to be a random act of charity. That's uh, That is quite interesting, I thought. This is an excellent idea. Yeah, so I'll be, uh, you know, tossing them a few hundred dollars next time I get my paycheck. <laughs> so, um, see, then then there's this older language that uh, isn't so hot anymore, but it's still being used, called C++. Well, I've heard of that. Well, that's good. A new version, a new standard, that is, uh, came out, was it about a year or two ago? Uh, C++ uh, 2011, and I took a look at a post that demonstrates some of its new features. It actually kind of looks like a modern language, uh, believe it or not. Um, Unfortunately, it doesn't have... I don't think it has such niceties as garbage collection yet, but uh, it looks like it might be less of a pain to deal with. And along with that, uh, Microsoft... Uh, updates the Visual Studio compiler uh, to support some of that. Well, I'm glad that Microsoft is uh, keeping up with themselves. Okay. You have something to hate. I do have something to hate. 
Smoking computers. Smoking is bad. Remember that. Don't let your computers smoke. I can uh, tell you from experience that, uh, you know, motherboards, they are not supposed to smoke. And when they smoke, they stop working. So this is even uh, bad, or I should say uh, it's even more fast-acting than uh, you smoking. Oh, quite. Yep, I'm pretty sure we all had our share of hardware failures, uh, although not quite as spectacular as you. And uh, hopefully not as early on as me. This is the first, like, real desktop that I've ever built. Yeah, and uh, it was only last maybe two or three weeks? I think it lasted a month and a half before before that happened, and I still am not sure why it happened. So there wasn't any sparks or anything, was there? No. Okay. So, uh... Moving on from uh, you, hater. Uh, I love Java EE, the Java Enterprise Edition uh, platform. Don't be put off by the enterprise word. I find it quite sensible and uh, quite lovely to program in. There's uh, plenty of things in there. There's plenty of uh, libraries and frameworks uh, like servlets, EJPs, uh, JSPs, Java servlet, uh, Java server pages, uh, JPA. Uh, which is a uh, entity framework allows you to you know work with a database rather easily and uh, it's if you know SQL it's sort of a jump but uh, it's a little bit more object oriented you know along with that I love Glassfish the enterprise server that it all runs on and this is what I work on at work and I also use this to program my blog very nice. Yes. Now, the, of course, the, the Enterprise makes it sound really expensive. Uh, well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, pretty much everything is open source. Nice. And can be had for absolutely free. Uh, Glassfish is, uh, has an open source edition. Uh, you can also pay Oracle for you know a support contract, but I'm not going to be doing that. No, <laughs> being being part of the 99% and all. Right. It runs on uh, OpenJDK, which is the open sourced uh, Java runtime, and uh, it runs on Linux too. Most so, excellent. Yes, and uh, you know, of course, it uses all the uh, you know common databases. You know, at work, you know, it can go to Oracle, uh, but there's plenty of other options like MySQL and my favorite, Postgres. I've been reading uh, quite a bit on Postgres, and it seems to be uh, rather picking up steam. But we'll save that for another episode. You know, whenever anybody says anything about the word Steam on a podcast, my mind immediately goes to uh, Steam, the the software, you know, distributor. done with your uh, hardware failure there, uh, Hurricane Sandy came through a while back and caused uh, massive damage. Uh, so you're over in Minnesota, right? I am. It's uh, It snowed the other day. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So I hear that uh, Hurricane Sandy was a non-event over there. Not not so much, no. Yeah, there is uh, plenty of damage over there. Uh, even over here in Pittsburgh, it just kind of rained for like five days straight. And, you know, the winds blew a little bit, but, you know, th- thunderstorms can be far more severe than what we had here. Oh, yeah. 
But, uh, you know, over in New York City and New Jersey, they weren't so fortunate. No, I've seen a few videos of lots of trees falling down all at the same time. So, and, uh, you know, people have been taking pictures there and, you know, seeing, you know, most of Manhattan just dark. Oh, boy. Yeah, that hasn't happened in a while. Not since uh, the Godzilla movie, I think. <laughs> so, so there's a big disaster happens, and you know people can do uh, several things. Uh, they can just you know go and loot places, or they can uh, band together and help each other out, uh, which is what a lot of the tech community did. There were you know startups and you know small companies you know lend each other a hand, and uh, you know had other companies come into their places if they had uh, power, if they had internet access. So, you know, the economy can keep on going forward. That's very nice. And, you know, return to a semblance of normal. But, uh, you know, how normal can you get when you're in a strange environment around new people? Yeah. I'm sure that there will be uh, plenty of stories coming out of this. And uh, you love Stack Overflow, right? Oh, yeah. Whenever I need, you know, an answer to a question about Java, that's pretty much the first Google results that I get. So I, I go to Stack Overflow quite often. And gives very nice information. Uh, however, their data centers are in New York, at <laughs> least at least their uh, main one. And uh, they also have a podcast. And their recent one, uh, number 36, they uh, go into excruciating detail about what happened during Hurricane Sandy, and uh, uh, including a bucket brigade. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, um... They were essentially carrying, like, large paint buckets of diesel fuel up to, like, the 17th floor to a generator. I couldn't imagine really doing that, like, holding up, like, I'm not sure, like, how big those buckets are, like, 10-gallon buckets, like, up 17 floors. Wow, when I, when I, when you said bucket brigade, I thought they were, like, bailing out water from their buildings or something. Well, from listening to the podcast, I recall them saying that by the time they got there, the basement was just gone. <laughs> and this guy took uh, an aquarium pump. He didn't exactly say how big it was. Well, maybe, he said maybe 40 pounds or so. Hmm. So, like, I'm guessing that's, a, you know, a sort of sizable pump. Where in the world would they get one of those? I'm not sure, but he brought it and he realized that the entire basement of this building has been flooded and that this pump was essentially not going to work. <laughs> And they later found out that a water main had busted down there. So yeah, there's uh, a warming story of how you know they banded together and uh, you know kept everything up and running. That uh, this sort of reminds me that you know of all the uh, about the coming of Armageddon and whatnot. You know, mm -hmm. so long as us tech people are on the job, everything's going to be fine. At least on some part. Can't wait till December 21st. Yeah, that's probably just going to be like another one of those uh, Apple events. You know, everyone will get all excited and then, you know, go back to whatever they were doing. Or it'll be like a Google event to not happen. <laughs> There'll just be a blog post about it. <laughs> uh, if you would uh, like to sponsor us, we currently do not have any sponsors. Well, I suppose technically we might. Uh, we have uh, the Nexus.tv sponsoring us. Uh, thank you, Ryan, for hosting our podcast. He's such a nice guy. And uh, we would also like to answer some questions. Perhaps maybe we'd know about it, uh, about whatever you're talking about. 
So if you would like to, uh, go ahead and submit your question on the nexus.tv uh, using this feedback uh, form or contact me directly. And uh, if you would like to be a guest on this show, we sorely need guests. Uh, do the same, except ask, can I be a guest? You absolutely can be a guest, and you will be a guest, because currently, you know, it's all open. Uh, this is a new podcast, after all, so, and I would rather not draft people again. <laughs> Sorry, Ian. It's all right. I have nothing better to do. You know, it came around, like, Friday evening, and I panicked, so... <laughs> Uh, anyway, I guess we come to the end of, uh, the series premiere of this podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Andrew Bailey. Uh, you can find me at theandrewbailey.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash theandrewbailey. See how I did that there? Yes. I love it. <laughs> and, uh, I am Ian Buck. I'm the guest. You can find me uh, at my blog on uh, enrbuck.blogspot.com, and I am also on Google+. Both of those will be linked to. And I am one of the hosts for 8-Bit, which is one of the other podcast shows on the-nexus.tv. Uh, my show is all about video game news and reviews and other fun stuff like that. Okay. Well, I guess that this has been uh, the best of a premiere that uh, could have been. Podcasts uh, are sort of like real births, uh, births of a podcast. <laughs> so, you know, there's uh, a lot of disorganization and no one really knows what they're doing. But, uh, you know, at least, at least, you know, there's a general idea of what's going on. And a few people pretend like they know what's going on. <laughs> well, I suppose that's it. So uh, have a good one. You too. You too.